This is Optimal Relationships Daily, episode 345, Why I Don't Want My Children to Be the Best, part two, by JT with thewildwong.com. Hey, I'm Joss Marie, and welcome back to part two of JT's guest post, all about why he prefers that his children are actually not the best. So just in case you didn't get a chance to listen to part one, you may want to do that first by listening to yesterday's episode. That's episode 344. But with that, let's get back to JT's tips to help develop strong internal motivation and continue optimizing your life. Why I Don't Want My Children to Be the Best, Part 2, by JT with thewildwong.com. Number 2. Shift the focus from winning to process. Oftentimes, whether they win or lose is not within their ultimate control, but what they can control is their process. Process develops the muscles of sustained hard work, persistence, and love of learning, which just also happen to be good foundations for success in whatever endeavor they choose. Struggling with perfectionism as a parent? Check out the link in this article explaining how I'm personally handling it. Number three, let them fail or lose. If their recital stinks because they didn't practice enough, allow them to feel the sting of consequences and respond to it. Bailing them out by doing the work for them gives them an unnecessary parachute. Falling is one of life's most important lessons. I found nagging and I told you so type messages to be counterproductive. Once the emotion of the moment is passed, the learning happens when we ask, why did it go not as well as you wanted? What can you do better next time? Number four, let them be bored. Some researchers find that too many scheduled activities may be detrimental to our children's development reducing their ability to be self-directed. Boredom is like that long, uncomfortable pause in conversation. Someone will find a way to break it. Boredom has produced some of the most fun and funniest times with my children as they've been forced to figure out how to entertain themselves. They've set up plays, written interesting books, or composed silly songs. I've ruined many home videos by chuckling too loudly through their plays. Number five, let them solve their simple problems. I'm cold, daddy, or what's for breakfast? You've heard this from your children before. Once they turned six, my response was, you can make yourself warm, or you can make your own breakfast. So now, my children will go put on a sweater when they're cold, or make themselves a bowl of cereal, yogurt, or even scrambled eggs. I supervise this last one. My message to them? They're more capable than they think they are. The response? They've gained confidence in their abilities. Sometimes, Zuzzy will be the first one awake and prepare a special breakfast for her two siblings. And number six, teach them personal finance. I know what you're thinking, but if you teach them personal finance, even if they do turn out to be artists, they won't starve. Personal finance teaches the practical so that they can make better choices about their career. It complements their passions. And if they learn how to make money and invest while they're young, they will have options we all wish we could have had. Another thing, If your children learn how to earn their own money and how to spend and invest it, it reduces the cost of raising them, leaving you more money for your own retirement. You'll never teach your children everything they'll need to know in their regular or financial life. But if you equip them with strong internal motivation, chances are they'll succeed in both. A secret. You love your Louis Vuitton until your friend meets you for brunch clutching a Chanel bag. Your Lexus brings you joy until your neighbor's garage reveals a new Range Rover. 
One child's best effort is another's off day. One child's dream school is another's backup. We know this ugly feeling when our pride is wounded, but children mustn't be handbags that are paraded around as signs of achievement. Our affection for our children shouldn't be circumstantial. Instead, our love should be steady while raising them, with the internal motivation they need to be successful, whatever their path. We understand the power of strong internal motivation in our own lives. As financial bloggers, Kristen and I will let you in on a secret. It is never about the knowledge. Personal finance is mostly very simple. Rather, it is a strong internal motivation that determines whether you make that budget and stick to it. I don't want my children to be the best. I want them to want to be the best they can be. The coach asks the 50 or so girls to line up in two lines facing each other. He challenges the girls to pass the ball to the player across from them, then diagonally to the next girl, like a zigzag, all the way to the last player without the ball touching the ground. Three quarters of the way through, the ball is still in play and each pass takes on more importance. The girls on the left side start jumping up and down while watching the few remaining players pass. Zuzzy successfully catches the ball, then passes it to the girl across from her. The ball shoots from her hands limply, rolling to the intended player. All 50 girls and the five coaches groan. I just laugh with joy. You just listened to part two of the post titled, Why I Don't Want My Children to Be the Best, by JT with thewildwong.com. Thanks so much to Kristen for letting us share JT's post with you today and yesterday. And as you know, we love it when you share your thoughts for new authors or blogs, so shoot them our way right at oldpodcast.com. But with that, let's wrap it up and get ready for the weekend. Thanks so much for joining me, and I'll see you again next week, where your optimal life awaits.